Welcome to the Let It Flow podcast. I'm Alexis. And I'm Carly. We're just two humans figuring things out, and we're here to share deeper conversations about mindset, spirituality, personal growth, and tangents on everything in between. We hope this podcast encourages you to ask bigger questions and think and live outside the box. We're always learning, but the one thing we found to be 100% true is that life is meant to flow. So whether you're all in on your personal growth journey or just starting out, let's flow together. Okay, hello and welcome to another episode of Let It Flow. Um, Take two. Take two. (laughs) We just spent the last hour catching up. As we always do. As we always do. And then we were like, wait, we've been talking but haven't decided on a topic yet. And then... We found one, which is about self-sabotage and following through on ideas. (laughs) (laughs) There's been a lot of that this year because I feel like we've been changing so much and diving into new interests so often that it's like, oh, interested in this, dive in for a sec. Oh, now this. And it's just kind of tumbled. And then there's pros and cons to that. So we Mm -hmm. were just kind of talking about talking about all of that and sometimes how your greatest gift can be also your worst nightmare. And (laughs) I'm sure we'll bring up human design in this, but (laughs) yeah. (laughs) So Carly was just telling me a little bit about how that's affected her this year. So you want to take it away? Yeah. Well, it's affected me this year a lot, but I've also been able to see how it's affected me my entire life, (laughs) to be honest. Um, but I've really seen it the last couple of years after graduate after graduating from college. I think we've both had a similar experience. You know, you're told what to do. You have your exact path laid out for you. And yeah, you can doubt it or you can question it, but you still, you know the actions to take and you know what you have to do to be in the world, I guess, until you graduate. And then all doors are open or closed, depending on your perspective. (laughs) And it's like, oh my gosh, what do I do? And I've never been the best at following through with things that are especially my own, my own ideas. And I've really seen that this year with things. And I've been really proud of myself in certain aspects because I have followed through for way longer than I ever have before in an idea. (laughs) But I've really been figuring out, I guess, what my self-sabotage looks like versus when I'm really connecting to my gifts because I was explaining to Alexis how I'm realizing that one of the things I am most grateful for about my own self is that I really feel like I'm connected to my creativity. I always have been my I can think of ideas really quite simply and effortlessly but sometimes that can also really distract me from the things that I have the ability to do right now at this moment and I'm still figuring out what that looks like for me and what that feels like and why this happens I know like for a lot of people it's fear like okay if I go all the way with this what if I fail those types of things. But yeah, it's always a journey of self-study and finding out more about yourself. (laughs) 
and it sneaks up on you too because I don't think anybody goes around saying I am actively self-sabotaging myself right now <laughs> like I know this it creeps up on you and you don't even know it kind of like procrastination when you like my form of procrastination is making a really long to-do list and getting mm-hmm. things done but it's things that are irrelevant <laughs> so I feel I make my ego feel successful because I'm checking off the boxes and filling in the you know I'm mm-hmm. It's so satisfying to check off a list for me. Yes, it is. Yep. (laughs) And I have the energy to do that as generator. And yeah, and that could be another thing that holds me back too, because I am getting things done, but it's like, okay, are these things that are actually propelling me in the direction I want to go? Or are these things that are keeping me here treading water because I'm scared of going forward (laughs) Mm -hmm. and noticing when that's happening? It's really useful, but can be really challenging to look at yourself in that way and really take a moment. I think what's helped me start to see this is, I mean, to be honest, I've always seen it. Like I've always, thinking back, I've always identified also as a person who doesn't finish things, who gets distracted, who has too many ideas. She never does any of them because she gets overwhelmed by them which are all aspects of myself, but I've finally taken the time to understand, begin to understand where that comes from and how much of that I've just been told and how much is truly who I am and learning how to work with it and to be able to take a bird's eye view at myself kind of and be like, okay, Carly, let's be real here. You had this idea, you had this thing why are you now wanting to move to something else? Is it fear of failure, fear of doubt? Or is it because, you know, you really are feeling like you're being pulled this way? And I still don't quite have a perfect system when it comes to myself, but I'm getting there. And it's something unique for everybody. We have to all kind of take the time to go within and just sit still for a second and ask ourselves some real questions you know? And I identified as a perfectionist, (laughs) that type, (laughs) very much so for the longest time. And that eventually was holding me back. I realized it really helped me in school. I mean, straight A student and I did every club thing that I could possibly do. I was very involved. And then out of school, it was not helping me anymore because I was getting so caught up on doing everything perfectly that that was another way of, you know, treading water, staying in one place because it needs to be perfect before I can go on. And I have actively worked to not get rid of that part, but not let it control me as much. Because when I started traveling alone, you cannot do everything perfectly. I didn't pack perfectly. I, you know, I, I didn't, plan as much. And so that perfectionism was really put in the backseat, despite the Mm -hmm. fighting. (laughs) It did not want to be in the backseat. It wanted to drive. It really wanted to drive. It wanted me to map out exactly every mile, exactly where I was staying. But I said, no, I'm going to let everything fall into place. And everything has since then. And it's just every time something fell into place, it was proof like, hey, okay, we don't need this. Like, this is not something you have to hold on to anymore. Because that's another thing that was holding me back and from reaching my goals. And I definitely wouldn't be doing, I wouldn't be where I'm at this year if it 
if perfectionism was still driving because mm-hmm. every single Instagram post is like, hey, is it good enough? Put it out. <laughs> because when we first started, I would take hours to make a post and like make sure it was right, be worried about like, I don't know, every little detail of it. <laughs> and now it's like, okay, let's try to do this in like 15 minutes. <laughs> it's legible. You can understand. <laughs> yeah. Is the idea across? Okay. Let's get it out there. Just put something out there. Put one step ahead. And it's, yeah, it's changed the way I operate for sure. Again, we're going to say it again. This is going to become a human design podcast. Let's just say it is. It is. It is. We're, we're <laughs> trickling it in there. Um, But knowing your strategy and your um authority and your type helps so much on this because for you, you have that energy to like get that out there and that perfectionism was really holding that back, but that's one of your gifts. Whereas for me, I've really found out that if I'm not feeling it, it's best to not do anything because our actions are full of energy. So what we do is, you know, that energy follows that and people feel that and to know how you work and and relate and relate to those things that you can know from human design or from astrology from any of those things is super helpful to kind of have a little bit of that space to step away from yourself and look and be like okay what's here you know how can i work with this that made me think of how as a generator my strategy is to respond and also as a generator, we're known to naturally attract things because the strategy is to respond. Therefore, opportunities come to me, generators, them, <laughs> us. <laughs> and our strategy is to say, yes, I love that. No, I hate that. Like, let's do this. Let's not do that. And I've started to pay more attention to things that are opportunities that you just wouldn't look at as opportunities. It would just be like someone saying something to you on the street, but like not I don't know. When I was in Charleston last weekend, I was just paying attention to what people were saying on the street because I had no plan, right? And I heard a tour guide on the street say, this is the old exchange building, giving a tour to a group on the street. And I was not a part of it. I kind of linger when there's tour guides just to, you know, get a little nugget of information. Mm -hmm. And he's like, this is the exchange building. You can do you can do tours there uh, Monday through Friday, blah, blah, blah. You should definitely stop by. And I was like, oh, that sounds like, sure. That sounds like an invite. So I walked right into that building. was like, I don't know, that tour guide said something. And I responded and said, hell yeah, that sounds great. I'm going to go check this out. And it was an amazing experience, but it's just so interesting to operate in that way and see things as like opportunities coming to you as a generator. I don't know how Mm -hmm. your strategy as a manifester is to inform, right? To inform. Yeah, because um, our energy, our manifestor energy initiates. So manifestors are the only type that don't, I say this in quotes, like they don't have to wait for something else. And that's not meaning that like you as a generator have to wait to respond to something. It's a little bit more gray than that. But yeah, so basically, because we can initiate, or it's really important that we inform on what we are initiating. Those, It's not asking for permission. But to just be like, hey, I'm doing this. So those people in your life, the people around you, or maybe that you're working with, um, aren't taken aback when all of a sudden you're changing your street. <laughs> and and they're like, wait, what? 
what the what the heck? I thought we were doing this. Why didn't you tell me? Blah blah blah. And they're like, and that allows oh. the that allows the generators to respond to you. Like exactly. You, you say like, yeah. So it, all of these types work together, and I love it. It's such a perfect unity of types it's, of people, and that's what's so fun because it's yeah. I'm the yeah. You're like walking around saying, oh my gosh, all these cool ideas, and then I'm triggered by one that's like, oh, I'm gonna respond to that. That sounds freaking cool. Let's do it together. Let's make it happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so funny how they all flow together. Yeah, it's interesting. I feel like I, I'm so happy that we're studying this because, and I, I we both need to catch up in our program. <laughs> but I, honestly, I mean, I'm still figuring out how to work with my design and my strategy and all of that because, yeah, I'm just still figuring it out because it's a little bit. Sometimes I would love to have a little bit more of that generator energy. (laughs) But then I think the same thing of I would love to be able to pull ideas out of thin air. And that's just not me. That's Mm -hmm. and just getting and that's where that is fine. Yes, I know. Exactly. And that's where I think what's helping me figure this out is realizing that none of us are meant to do anything alone, especially now. Like mm-hmm. now is the time, listener, now is the time for you to really lean on your people or find your people if you've yet to find them. They're out there. Everyone's out there for each other. And it's time to like really connect with people and work with people because we all hold puzzle pieces for each other. And I think um, probably this is a bit of conditioning, but I think in my life, I've always been like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to be successful on my own and do all of that because I want to do my own thing and like figuring out, okay, how can I create my own thing? But really one thing I love is being with humans, interacting with people and create co-creating something beautiful. And yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm navigating figuring out how to work with my own energy and connecting with my, I'm really learning about my authority still. I'm really figuring out how to translate emotional authority into something that can be. That works for you. Exactly. That works for me. (laughs) Yeah. I want to just toss in there that you mentioned conditioning and for anybody who is unfamiliar with that term maybe, or what that means in human design and also just personal growth in general, conditioning is how society has influenced you over the years. Maybe that's in your beliefs or values, how you were raised, the people you've interacted with and how you are that maybe doesn't serve you anymore or isn't true to you. It's just stuff Mm. that's come from the outside. And in human design, a lot of that conditioning can happen in your open centers, um, open or undefined centers. So the ones, if you look up your chart, the ones that are not colored in, um, that's where you're open to the most influence and biggest lessons, but also I'm really excited to learn more about the open centers. I have gotten a lot of comments from our trainer, Leah, and then also a couple other girls that know about human design have looked at my chart as a generator. And I only have three defined centers. And they've all said that that's very interesting as a generator to have so much openness in my chart. But I feel like that's impacted me in the best of ways throughout my life that I can talk to anybody and I'm open to learning from so many people and also can be activated in different ways by so many different people because of those open centers. And 
That's fun. I when I first looked at my chart, I thought it was a bad thing. I'm like, oh my gosh, mm. there's no there's no color on my chart. It, like, what's happening? <laughs> I'm empty. <laughs> I'm empty. I'm incomplete. And now I'm like, wait, that's freaking cool. It's a superpower yeah. to have those open spots. There's no such thing as a bad chart. There's because not. <laughs> you are designed to do exactly what you are here to do, even if you don't realize it yet. Yeah, I have found more and more that every chart I get, I get so excited to look at. It's like opening a Christmas present for me when somebody mm-hmm. shares their information and I get to look at a chart and be like, oh my gosh, it's so pretty. It's so cool. Um, and then seeing someone's eyes light up when I just am literally reading the definition of what I know about the chart. It's not like this is the thing that's coming to me. And some, some readers are very intuitive and can do it that way. And that's kind of the, what I want to get to, like the more you do it, the easier it is to draw, you know, intuitive thoughts to it. Mm -hmm. But, um, I'm literally looking at a definition in a manual right now. And so (laughs) seeing even that textbook definition relate to somebody so much and seeing their eyes light up, like, oh my gosh, that's exactly how I am. Oh my gosh. That's exactly how my partner is. Um, oh my gosh, we have these discussions all the time or we conflict on this or we agree on this and seeing that that lines up with the charts is so fun and that's what got me on the rabbit hole because I'm very fact based I'm very research based I'm a 5-1 and I have nine line ones in my chart and the one is the researcher so I need it to logically make sense to me first and I need to know as much as I can about it before I feel confident speaking about it Mm -hmm. um, which can hold me back like it's a gift and also that's can, where the perfectionism comes in. That, exactly. That's yeah. <laughs> so that perfectionism wow. comes in on that line one. And it's interesting. I'm a five one. And so what I know about the five is that people can naturally see me as somebody that can help, but also hold me to really high expectations. And if I don't meet those, they can see me as the enemy. Like, I can't believe you didn't do this, or I expected more from Mm. you. And I also identified as a people pleaser for the longest time. So perfectionist people pleaser. And those are kind of the shadow sides of 5-1. So very interesting to see how that lines up in the chart. And then with conditioning, coming back around to that. (laughs) So human design is a living experiment. You get your chart, you can see where things might have been influenced or put on you, and you get to decondition and start living with your design or to a life that reflects you rather than Mm -hmm. what you've been raised with. And you really get to question like, what do I believe? What, what do I, what does my life get to be? And it's so fun and empowering. I just think it's the most fun thing ever. It's so (laughs) fascinating. I think for me too, I mean, I've been interested in astrology and had readings before in the past and always really loved it, but I never got super into it. And then I've we discovered human design at the beginning of this year. Oh, it's been almost a year now. That's wild. And it was the first thing that I looked up that I was instantly like, this is like actionable information. You know, it's information that is clear, even though in many ways, human design could be seen or viewed as even more complex than astrology because it has so many more layers it was the first stuff that I looked at and was like, oh my God, this makes sense. And this is giving me something to go off of. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like astrology and this is probably also the readers that I had or like the stuff that I've looked up. It's just a little bit less. I don't want to use this. Yeah. Actionable. It's a little less actionable. It's a little bit more. It's not as tangible. And yeah. that's something with human design. I really love. And I'm seeing 
house. I brought this up a little bit. I'm going to be getting my yoga teacher training in March and like the life of yoga. I just, this is like changing subjects a little bit, but I'm super excited to see what happens because I love the action of actionability. Is that a word? I don't know. The actionability. We make make up words on here every week. (laughs) Uh, The actionability of human design, but with the tools and the personal evolutionary tools that yoga gives to work through those conditionings, to let go of karma, to, to release things that aren't serving us because, you know, some things release once you logically know them. Like I've had that experience. Like I know, I, I find out information. I feel my body connect with it. Like, you know, you get like the goosebumps or the like, Oh, <laughs> or just like that kind of gut feeling that like, wow, I connect with this. And I can feel it kind of slide away. But some of those deeper conditionings, those deeper things, they are in, they reside in our body and in our subconscious mind. Cause I mean, our body is in many ways our subconscious mind. Um, And that's where tools like an NLP tools or yoga, things that physically help to release those things are so helpful. That was a bit of a tangent. I think it's so cool (laughs) that you and I have similar but different interests and that we're both learning human design and we both got certified in NLP and you're very interested in which I'm interested in it but I don't feel that pull to learn it the the yoga and the breath work and I would love to go to classes or courses or you know be immersed in that but I don't Mm. really feel that pull to go and get certified like you're doing and I think it's so cool how everything meshes together because I really do love the speaking, coaching, group programs, one-on-one, that type of stuff and using human design in that way to dig into deeper topics. Because once you see your chart and you hear something and you relate to it, then it's like, oh man, well, we can work on that and we can go Mm -hmm. through the deconditioning process together through coaching. And that is how I want to use it. And it's so cool that you can use human design also, but then do like physical releasing and that type of stuff. I We're both taking it in such cool directions. I'm excited. I'm I'm also just, again, I'm like, I don't even know how many people are going to listen to all of this, but I am just so intrigued for ourselves to, to like get a, even a year from now and see, like, listen back to some of the beginning episodes and then be like, oh my God, (laughs) what a journey. I'm just thinking if I me a year ago was just getting back from traveling for four months. I just got home. I would have been leaving for Christmas vacation. I still had no idea what I wanted to do. I was doing social media management um, for two different clients. And I remember New Year's Eve, like an hour before the ball drop, I was bawling my eyes out, feeling Mm -hmm. like I accomplished nothing last year, that I did nothing worthwhile. I was not achieving what I should have, that I wasn't meeting the expectations that I thought my parents had of me, that I thought my everybody else had of me. I was back home and I felt like I was that person nobody expected to be there. And so I felt like I was just letting so many expectations down and I felt destroyed. Like I did not, like me traveling for four months solo independently, like exploring social media. Didn't mean anything. It didn't mean anything. I was like, I took it down to that was all a waste of time and it didn't mean anything because it wasn't matching what I thought other people thought that I would be doing because I was still in that 
kind of everybody expected me like straight A student overachiever. You're going to go work corporate. You're going to be making six figs like right out of college. Mm-hmm. Like I, that, that type of expectation is what, what I thought other people had of me. Like I cannot speak for anybody else. I have no idea what other people expected of me, but I felt that. And that was just crumbling on me New Year's Eve mm-hmm. last year. And if she listened to this podcast now, I think she'd be so excited and like maybe stop crying, <laughs> but also be like, what in the heck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, that's wild. I think it's funny that you, all of those things that you said about like other people's expectations, what other people thought, blah, 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 blah all of those have become I think I can safely say both of our like personal red flags in a way, like those, those flags that pop up, like when I notice myself saying, oh, I should be doing this. I'm instantly like, hold up, hold up. Wait, should you should be doing, where's this coming from? Is it coming from you? Is it coming from outside of you? What's, what's going on here? Or like expectations. Those are all things that I literally, I, and to be completely honest and real, I don't catch them all the time. Sometimes I realize I've been having this expectation, outward expectation that I think other people are having of me running around in my head for weeks before I realize it. But once we can start catching those patterns as they come up, oh, it's just so much more helpful to move through periods of challenge, maybe a little bit faster or maybe not even faster, but with more awareness. So then those like gems that come from those challenges can be more easily mm-hmm. cashed in. <laughs> okay. I'm after this, I'm going to post our human design charts on let it flow so that as we talk about this, if people are curious, you guys can go on the let Brava, it flow yes. podcast and look at one of the highlights and it'll have our charts in there because I feel like we're going to keep referencing them forever until the end of time mm-hmm. because we're obsessed with mm-hmm. it. But to go with all of that, you and I both have open heads and open Ajna centers. And the open head question is, am I trying to answer everybody else's questions? Mm-hmm. And that's the center for mental pressure and doubt and confusion. And then we also have the open center um, about thoughts, answers, opinions, ideas, insights, and the question for that theme, the not self question is, am I trying to convince everyone that I am certain? And I have felt Oof. that <laughs> pressure so much for like convincing people that I know what I'm doing, convincing people that I am on a path. I promise like I am figuring things out or like, I do have a business concept, like trying to, trying to make people understand something that they might not be interested in hearing about, or might not be ready to understand. And well, yeah, they also don't have to. No, because even if you had a perfectly like wrought out business plan, you know, in your own words, and you were to show some people that if they're not open to the ideas, if they personally have a belief system that and that type of an, an idea is not going to work, they are not going to be able to process it. And that's why I think last episode we spoke about how important it is to when you are developing these like little ideas you know developing these passions to be so careful and aware with who you share them with because they just literally might not physically mentally emotionally be able to hold that space for you and it's nothing against them nothing against you it's just the way that people are at certain times of their life and in certain experiences with the perspectives that have brought them to where they are now 
this is just coming to me as an example. It's like, if you have an idea that people have not seen before, it's like trying to convince someone or explain to someone who is living in a part of the world that has no technology, like no computers, no social media, they've never seen it before. And you're trying to explain that to them. <laughs> How impossible would that be? If, if you know of this world that exists and somebody has never seen it before, that that's going to be next to impossible to convince them that it's possible or to, it's... <laughs> to describe it. And that's how I've felt this year because what I want to do and, you know, human design and coaching and running a digital business with intangible goods, like that is very different than anything that anybody has experienced in specifically my area of the country but also mm -hmm. in general it's a very new field <laughs> mm -hmm. well I relate to that too I've had oh so many ideas and I was just sharing with Alexis before we got on here a baby idea I have which one day maybe soon I will share on here <laughs> I just want to pause for a second the girl the grace of grace is listening I stayed with her in South Carolina and she started saying this thing that I find so funny she says okay a rough draft thought before she says something that's like not a fully formed idea she's like rough draft thought and I said, I'm going to steal that now. <laughs> yeah, I am too. I love that. <laughs> so a rough draft Carly idea. A rough draft Carly idea. Um, <laughs> but it's something, and I've had so many of these, something that really, as far as I know, haven't been done before. And they they don't even make sense to me, you know? But I have this feeling, which this is the manifester in me, is what I'm coming to understand. And some of those things of like, I am here and... You know, I also think we are all here for similar reasons. You know, when we get down and dirty in like the meaning of life while we're here, we'll get into that another time. But I'm here to initiate. I'm here to spark new things and ideas and stuff. And that's been something I've struggled with my entire life, especially once I've gotten older and was able to dream and think about like, oh, in life, what do I want? What do I want to do? What do I want to create? And I'd be like, why can't I just do simple things? Why can't I just, <laughs> and I'd come up with these elaborate ideas that I had no idea how they would come to be, but that's, that's like the gift that I have, but it can also be challenging if I don't bring the people along the ride that can help me actually <laughs> get it to happen. That was such a tangent on human design. Yes, <laughs> it was. <laughs> if you sometimes have no idea what we're talking about, please feel free to message us and ask because we want to start yeah. a dialogue too. And like some of these things we did not know about a year ago and yeah. we're sharing them to share them, you know? Exactly. I try to slow down and pause like earlier when we said conditioning, I was like, wait, no, you do. That was, you do a better job at that than I do. <laughs> Trying to, trying to. I know there's something in my chart. If we're gonna get back to human design, there's something in my <laughs> there's a part of my chart that is a skill or focused on making complex ideas rational. Like the I think it's the mm -hmm. gate of rationalization or something. Yeah. Um right. so making things approachable because I read very high level ideas and concepts. Um, and then I try to talk about them with friends and I'm like, okay, if I can boil it down to something that's not like ridiculous um this is what it is <laughs> so mm -hmm. 
I, I try my best to toss those definitions in here as I can, as I notice like, hey, a, a, me a year ago would not have understood that. Yeah. So, so if try. we miss something, just let us know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Any questions? We're always open to it. Yeah. But yeah, I think one of the things that any type of personal growth thing can help you with, and then especially my experience and yours for sure with human design is just, it allows you to see more where, speaking of sabotaging at the beginning, allows you to really see where that can kind of come in, usually through your open centers and stuff, which is really interesting because I am starting to see that now, but just more and more clearly, I feel like it's important to say something too about the fact that, you know, somebody could say we were able to take action from this information because we were also at in the space and, um, you know, open to the information we were receiving. Like if you, if you would have seen your chart two years ago, three years ago, it might've not made sense because you might've not been in this the point at the point to take it in and also for me so something along that line is wishing that I would have found things sooner I know we've talked about this oh a lot. my god <laughs> wishing that like oh man like human design is so cool I wish I would have found it sooner oh my gosh coaching I wish I would have known about this industry sooner but you do have to be at the right point in your, in your life and things unfold as they're supposed to and that has also mm-hmm. helped me this year just let this is, allow things to unfold yes and this is something a phrase that I feel can sometimes come off as a bit um gaslighty <laughs> but it's so true it's all in divine timing like truly like that sometimes makes me so frustrated when people tell me that and I'm like fuck I know that but like no I want to know I want to know now <laughs> but it's so true like I just had this conversation with my mom and was explaining this to you before we started recording this of how I am working on releasing some um, products on an Etsy, just like designs that I'm creating and have created and et cetera, et cetera. And I have been wanting to do this for literally years, you guys, years. And I just haven't. And I had a moment like last week where I was just kind of upset at myself. Like, wow, I could have been doing this for literally four to five years and already have people that like, you know, are supporting me and my designs and my creations and, and already be comfortable with that work, but I'm not. And there's literally no point to having those thoughts, literally no point at all. Yeah. And that's what I tell come to myself. You at your, at your level of understanding. Mm-hmm. Like I've noticed that I'm looking at my bookshelf right now. My first mindset book I ever picked up was the subtle art of not giving a fuck. That was where <laughs> my mind was at. That was what I needed. That's what I needed to hear. I saw it on a bookshelf in Barnes and Noble and was like, yes, please. I need that. And the way that Mark Manson writes is very casual and funny and at the level of what I needed to hear. If I would have picked up a mindset book that was higher level. There's some really high level mindset books that are a little more dense and harder to understand. Whereas Marx was like, you know, really easy to read. And that's what I needed. And I've noticed that the scale of the books that I've picked up since then have gradually elevated themselves as I've grown in my interests 
And it's gotten me to that level. And another thing I realized this week while I was driving is that I've always been interested in self-discovery and understanding any quiz I could take about myself, even if it was just thinking of the teen magazines. I was just thinking of which Jonas Brothers should you date? I'm like, absolutely. I need to know. <laughs> it was always Nick. It was always Nick. What was that called? Teen <laughs> Teen Vogue. There's Teen Vogue. No, there's Tiger Beat and there's J14. J14. Are those <laughs> even in existence still? I don't know, actually. I wonder I if they're even printing those. I don't know. <laughs> I but cannot there's... imagine TikTok kids, TikTok tweens nowadays reading J14. Can you imagine that? I think we should do it. Really <laughs> We could do a J14 episode, try to <laughs> dig up some old issues. Oh my God. <laughs> but anyway, like taking quizzes to find out your personality. And I remember getting introduced in college. I feel like we had to take some of them, like the Myers-Briggs. And mm-hmm. I most more recently did the Enneagram. I don't know a ton about it, but they all say the same thing. And it's crazy because you do like a strengths finder that tells you the skills that you're good at. Your human design also tells you, and it will probably tell you those same skills just at a way more like intricate level with actionable steps. Mm-hmm. And so I realized that my any or my Myers-Briggs is ENFJ. And I have intuition defined in human design. I have my feeling emotional center completely open. So I'm extremely feeling an emotional person according to my chart and judging. I have the line of judgment in my chart as well. And so that the way that lines up, I had this epiphany. I was driving and thought my head was going to explode. I'm like, oh my God, they're the same thing. Mm-hmm. But this is at such a different level with different words. And some words resonate with people at different levels. Like it's all the same thing. And that's an example of how it's so important that you share your voice and your truth because we are all speaking in different languages, even, I mean, like, yes, some people are actually speaking in different languages, but even if you speak the same language as someone and, but you're talking about the same thing, your perspective is different on that topic. And the way people will receive what you're saying is going to be different than how they would receive what I'm saying or what Alexis is saying or what somebody else would say. And I think that's been a challenge for both of us. I've, we've probably spoken about this before, but how what we want to do in some in many different ways has been quote done before or it's being done but it's not been done by us or by you you're your own secret sauce yeah and seeing your chart on paper it's just a constant reminder of nobody else has this this is you and nobody else can take it from you and it's exactly what you bring to the table and it's awesome and it's unique and mm-hmm. it's a constant journey of understanding and you can learn about it forever. It's ongoing, just like self-growth and personal development is a lifelong journey. It's not something mm-hmm. you just finish. <laughs> yeah. And I wanna- like the actionable to- tools. That was something I wanted to toss in there. Like you take the Myers-Briggs mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, this is my personality. Cool. We're done. Whereas with this, it's like, okay, you're an intuitive being. Here's how you use it. Okay. You're an emotional yes. being. Here's how you function. Um, Or even like for your quote weaknesses, like for say your open centers, like, okay, my root is undefined and my root and my head are undefined. And those are the two pressure points, pressure centers in the chart. But for my root, for instance, 
I can have a hard time finding stability like within myself, you know, like I can feel um, like for me with the list thing that you spoke about at the beginning, I make a list too. And sometimes it's stupid things that I'm like, go to the bathroom when you wake up. Okay, obviamente, I'm going to do that when I wake up. (laughs) But then it's like things that I write down and I just feel like the list is never done. And it gives me so much anxiety sometimes if I allow it to, because that that's part of that root open, open center. But knowing that about myself and being able to see that about myself, it comes also with things to help you do that. So like, okay, for what reasons are you doing these things? You know, like what actually creates a feeling of stability in your life within you and dive into that and let go of those things that don't do anything for you anyway. It's so useful. <laughs> Carly and I are pretty much exact opposites in our charts. If you go look at them. Um, <laughs> so I have that root center filled in and one, two, three, four, five, six gates defined in there. So I am six gates. Damn yeah. girl. <laughs> yeah. So I have that root center. And so Carly would be likely to learn from me, which mm-hmm. I mean, I made sure that her courses got finished in college. <laughs> yeah, you really did. <laughs> but also this is so another funny. thing I was going to say, this is a great example of how there's things about myself that I've been kind of ashamed of in the past. Like, why can't I finish things fully? Or why sometimes do I struggle being organized in certain ways and stuff? And, you know, it's right there in my chart and it makes sense. And it can kind of help you accept those things about, at least for me, I've experienced this, accept those things about myself that I've always kind of beat myself up for understand where they come from understand that there's an aspect of that that like I'm here to be like that also though I can learn how to be a bit more not like that that did not make sense but and then thirdly I can find the people around me that support those things and help me bring that energy more I keep wanting to mix in Italian words in here, more forte, more strong, (laughs) stronger within me. Like for you, for this example, like that was not my strong suit. And luckily, also luckily for many other reasons, I mean, we're sitting here today doing this, but luckily you were there to help support that energy within me. And like, maybe for you, you've been able to see how I can, I kind of do the same for you. It's just, Mm -hmm. it's so cool. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty awesome how you how you can see how the charts line up. And I was talking to somebody on Instagram about human design and she was looking at our charts too. And I drew the conclusion that it's really awesome that we have those open head centers, the head and the Ajna open for this podcast in particular and mm-hmm. for what we're doing. Like we have together, we have the rest of the body defined and we have that open head to like think like about other people's ideas and look at different perspectives and be inspired by the world and, and, you know, bring in that information, which I think is really cool instead of being so stubborn and stuck in our ways. Like Mm -hmm. sometimes that can be, um, if there is definition there that we have that open, but the rest of the body is pretty, pretty defined in different ways. So you and I, as podcast hosts are going to end up asking different questions probably Mm -hmm. to the guests because where our charts are opposite but we both have that open of like we are here to learn from you and Mm -hmm. um yeah that'll be it's really cool to see on that note I feel like that's kind of a 
good place to wrap up. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just still so intrigued to see where this takes us and how it supports our own creative expression. And I hope that we can encourage those listening to find their own unique expression in the world and their own creativity and just go for it because life is too short. Even though I believe in reincarnation, I'm never going to be, (laughs) I'm never going to be Carly Alyssa Rastetter ever again. So why not just do it? (laughs) Yeah. Go for it. And if you're interested in human design or mindset, personal growth, art for Carly, she loves creativity and art, (laughs) any project, um, anything at all, really just message us and feel free to join our communities on Instagram. I'm destination X Alexis and Carly is at the Carly collective. Yeah. And then we do have let it flow podcast up there. We're getting there. (laughs) Minimal content still like zero, (laughs) zero content, but we're going to try to do more with it. I think it's just been a crazy time that we've started this podcast right kind of before Thanksgiving and now it's the holidays, but it was getting to be to that point of, okay, we've talked about this for so long. Let's just freaking do it. Like we're encouraging you to do leading by example Mm -hmm. Um, and just putting it out there. So we do have guests in the pipeline coming up, but I'm going to be out of the country for the holidays and it's just kind of hard to get everything together in this time of year. So come January, we yes. are going to get, I'm saying this to you actually, Carly, right now. Okay. We are going <laughs> to get some meetings scheduled with people yes. and actually sit down and record with some guests because we have so many. We have access yeah. to so many cool people and I'm excited so to talk many. to them. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, please rate and share with a friend. That really helps us show up and allows the algorithm to do its thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, please share. Yeah. And also, you know, last, last thing. In the meantime, before we get guests, I think we're tr- going to get a couple of solo episodes out there just yes. to kind of yep. filler, filler, but with good stories and information and valid things to say. <laughs> yeah, but also to wrap up the year because True. I just looked at the calendar and it'll be this episode this week and then two more weeks. So you, <laughs> you and I each have door. a kind of a closing solo episode for our years and reflecting on that the top lessons that we've had to learn to let flow Mm -hmm. (laughs) in our lives um it might have come up over and over for me Uh uh-huh no same so that's what we are going to be posting in the next two weeks and we're excited for you to listen i think sometimes it's fun to listen to podcasts that have one voice and kind Mm -hmm. of one train of thought going and yeah anyway okay okay bye (laughs) okay bye we suck at endings (laughs) we suck at endings